The Florida Panthers now fall to one and three in the preseason. There might be a new quarterback on the power play. Spencer Knight has been spectacular, but special teams has been a little bit of an issue for the Panthers. We're going to discuss that next here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Monday, October 3rd edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to also subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden. We'll be covering all the preseason activities around the National Hockey League, along with Locked On NHL. Don't forget to subscribe to that as well. So, Cats fans, the last two games for the Panthers, you know, hasn't been the most encouraging of performances for this team. Of course, with the how they performed last year with getting 122 points, winning the President's Trophy, we knew we we knew that with these changes, of course, that there were going to be a little bit of growing pains for for this team, and it and it's showing early uh, for for this team. Of course, got off to a great win to start off the preseason. Of course, Barkov scores the game winning goal as time expires in overtime against the National Predators. But these last two games, I, I I will say for for the first game against the Carolina Hurricanes with the Hurricane coming towards my direction here in Central Florida. I was not able to watch the first game against the Carolina Hurricanes. I didn't even get to watch the the Dolphins game against the Bengals and then finding out the injury to Tua Tungavailoa after, after, uh, during actually just checking uh, Twitter but not actually watching the game live. So a little bit of things that were important as far as outside of sports, as far as life, but didn't lose any power, thankfully. But as far as worrying about stuff outside of it that was more of my priority but based on the takeaways on the people who were actually there in person a lot of the talk was about Sergey Bobrovsky and having trouble with rebound control and second chance opportunities for the for himself and and the and the Panthers and really that was a lineup where the Panthers vets were going against the Carolina Hurricanes young guys on Thursday night at FLA Live Arena. And, you know, the Panthers were in the position where their last preseason, where they were, they had the young guys facing off against the Dallas Stars veterans and they performed well. Owen Tippett went off that game, if if you guys remember that one. And a little bit of trouble with that and giving up a shorthanded goal, two power play goals uh, for the Panthers. But we did see a little bit of mix ups with the special teams, Brandon Montour was taken used as the quarterback of the power play, which we'll, we'll discuss more in the second segment of the show, but a little bit of, a little bit of different changes for, for the Panthers. Sam Reinhardt did not play on Thursday 
against the Carolina Hurricanes dealing with an injury. Patrick Hornquist dealing with an injury as well. Patrick Hornquist and Carver Hagee were left out of practice on Sunday at the Panthers ice den. But Paul Maurice did speak about how they were skating on a different sheet of ice prior to. So no, no major concerns for the Panthers in that front. But those were mostly the takeaways from what I've observed from the people who were actually there in person. And a lot of you Panther fans who were trying to watch the game on Thursday, according to Twitter, were having an, a, a, a hard time with the stream, uh, which the stream apparently did not work until the third, quarter, uh, third, third period, excuse me, where a lot of <laughs> where they weren't even announcing them trying to fix the stream. So really, unless you were there in person, uh, you didn't really get the to see the, like the full picture of what that team looked like on Thursday night, and I was one of them who did not get to see that. As far as Saturday, the the Panthers made a few cuts for prior to the game uh, on Saturday. Forward Henry Bulby was sent down to Charlotte Cal- defenseman Cali Sajan, uh, Nathan Steos, who actually played in their game on Saturday, but was originally announced as one of the cuts uh, for the Panthers. Zachary Urins. Uh, goalie J.F. Berube, who's going to be part of Checkers camp, uh, who's still on his PTO. We'll, we'll get to see whether he gets the backup job uh, behind Alex Lyon, which Alex Lyon is still with the team. So expect to start uh, probably for Alex Lyon one of the last two preseason games. So it's already determined that Lyon is going to be that third goaltender, even though we kind of somewhat knew that already. And goalie... Evan Fitzpatrick, who's going to be battling along with J.F. Berube for that backup goaltending spot in Charlotte. And if not, he'll probably start off the season in Estero for the Florida Everblades. And speaking of that area, I want to send my uh, my thoughts and to, to everyone in southwest Florida who is dealing with the damages from Hurricane Ian. So hopefully that the community over there in Fort Myers, Estero, Bonita Springs, you name it, Naples, that you guys are are safe and that you guys are able to recover soon. But I was able to watch the Saturday game against the Carolina Hurricanes, the Florida Panthers youngsters versus the vets of the Carolina Hurricanes. And Brett Burns, man, that guy's going to be a problem. I've been talking really about all offseason about how the Carolina Hurricanes are might be taking that next step to eventually make it to the Stanley Cup final. They've been knocking on the door for so many for so many years, made an Eastern Conference final th- three years back before being swept by the Boston Bruins. Now they add, add Brett Burns. It, it, a healthy Max Pacioretty for that team is going to do wonders for, for that team as well. And, of course, players like an Andrei Shmechnikov, Sebastian Ajo, who who continuously crashes into the net, and Spencer Knight some had two of his best saves against Sebastian Ajo as as he was uh, as he was getting right in front of the net, and you know for it, it was obvious for for the watching the game of who are the who are the NHL ready players on the Panthers and who are who are not, and of course Spencer Knight was one of them, going forty three of forty seven on Saturday. And Ryan Lomberg and Etu Lusterina. Etu Lusterina, I saw him breaking up a lot of passes. And Ryan Lomberg, of course, uh, delivering some hits and and being an agitator out on the ice. And that's not for a lack of effort for the rest of the guys. It's just you know who's more seasoned as far as 
as who as who's on the ice for the Panthers. And hey, Rodolph Balsers uh got got on the score sheet as well for for the Panthers in their Saturday in their Saturday matinee game against the Carolina Hurricanes. And you know, it wasn't it wasn't off to the best starts for the Panthers, but hey, three goals on three shots to start the second period, you know, it, it it's it's a very encouraging sign that even though the Panthers were outpossessed, <laughs> I mean, if you look at five on five Corsi four 75% in favor of Carolina to 25 for the for the Panthers. Shots on goal were 47 to 10 in, in favor of Carolina and all that and and the Panthers were still to, able to make a game out of it. And you know, the the young guys they as far as their fight to to at least stay in the game despite a severe talent disparity on the ice, the the Panthers were able to find find a way to at least make a game out of it but as far as like watching the game and as far as the results the the it's not it's not it's not the end of the world for me seeing that it was a four to three loss uh, against uh carolina and the fact that the young guys did make did make something out of that and then you try to look back to thursday the it was the opposite it was it was the it was the veteran panthers versus the the young guys for Carolina, and you see that it's like, hey, why can't why why can't the pan the the veterans of the Panthers show the young guys of the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, how it's done, like how Carolina did to Florida on Saturday, and I kind of wish I had an answer to that, uh, but it's just sometimes uh, for for players, and sometimes on different nights, you have everything is clicking. For, for certain teams and of course the the differences of coaching and and travel as well do factor into that and of course with with the with the hurricanes that and the and the panthers you are you're seeing two teams who are of course contenders but with as far as the results based stuff that's something that Paul Maurice really isn't really worried about. So, okay. It, it, and as far, when I look at it, it, it's worrisome for me, but a week from now, when the regular season starts, this is all going to be right, right in the past. And the fact that the Panthers get to turn the page on it as well, we, we get to see, we get to see the real Florida Panthers, because if you, especially on Saturday's game, when there's a lot of unfamiliarity with this team about who's paired with two. And that kind of made sense with the multiple too many men on the ice penalties. When you're, when you're playing with so many different guys, there is a chance for your brain to be conditioned. It's like, Oh, I've been practicing with this guy all week. And then there's a different type of change prior to this game. And then a player, a young player might forget that they were not, grouped up with this line and then they were grouped up with another instead so those are a little bit of the mental errors that the florida panthers had uh in, in their saturday game against the carolina hurricanes but you know it's fixable so all the guys who most of the guys who went up to raleigh to play the game against the carolina hurricanes on saturday uh ended up staying in charlotte uh past that and checkers camp actually starts today october 3rd uh where jordy Kinnear will be taking the guys who didn't who didn't make the this round of cuts for the panthers 
they're, they're he's going to be able to season them a, a little more and help them get to that next level. But in the next segment, we're going to discuss more of the cuts for the Florida Panthers and a possible new quarterback on the power play uh, for the Cats. We're going to discuss that next here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about Simply Safe. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. You don't earn trust of that many people doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. They protect you from cutting edge security technology powered by 24 seven professional monitoring agents who always have your back. With 24 seven professional monitoring, Simply Safe agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not at home or can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, or door. HD security cameras for inside and outside your home. Smarter ways to detect motion. The only alert they only that only alert you when a threat is real. And even hazardous sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Our monitoring experts use proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real, so you can get the highest priority police dispatch. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on AHL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on AHL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Back on this second segment here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast on this Monday. October 3rd edition of the show. So a few players have been more players that were sent down on, on Sunday. Uh, first of all, Connor Bunneman uh, was placed on waivers, but then cleared, uh, cleared and was also sent to Charlotte. But another round of cuts for the Panthers that happened on, on Sunday, Gregory Denisenko, Patrick Giles, Ethan Keppen, Anton Lepchi, Ryan Nash, excuse me, Riley Nash, uh, defenseman Dennis Shisana, Santu Kanunen, John Ludwig, and Matt Gusta. And it's it's a little discouraging for the Panthers to see Grigory Denisenko sent down because I thought that this was an opportunity for him to, to make an impact on this roster, especially with Anthony DeClaire's injury as being part of, to be part of this team. And the fact that he didn't even make the second round of cuts is it's a little discouraging. And for Denisenko watching Saturday's game, he, um, I barely noticed him. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I barely noticed Grigory Denisenko out there. Saw one or two, two hits in the, in the neutral zone, but that's about it. Lost a few, um, lost the quite a bit of board battles, especially the one battle that Shrektikov had uh, to set up Mar- Marty Natchez. Uh, on, on Spencer Knight, uh, I think that was the goal to give Carolina the lead at that time, and it was a board battle that that Denisenko found himself out of position. And so, you know, it, it, the time the the clock is ticking for Denisenko, and chances are, when the trade deadline does come around, that he could be this time around for the Panthers the the biggest trade chip for for Florida. Last year it was Owen Tippett, but of course with Owen Tippett gone. Now the next 
the next player to be part of that, to, to be possibly parted in order to improve this team uh, to to get to their ultimate goal. Uh, um, Grigory Denisenko just might be that next that next uh, player for the Florida Panthers to to when the trade deadline does come around for the Panthers. Here are the following players who still happen to be at camp as the Florida Panthers on Monday. Uh, it's an off day for the Panthers. The Panthers will be resuming training camp on Tuesday uh, at the Panthers ice den. Uh, here are the following players who are still at camp for the Florida Panthers. Forward Alexi Hepaniemi, Justin Sordiff, uh, Zach Delpy was um, placed on waivers. Anthony Batetto was also placed on waivers as well. Michael Delzato is still at camp. Logan Hutzko is still at camp. Gerald Mayhew, Max Gildon, and Chris Tierney. So uh, a few, uh, still around 30 players still for the Florida Panthers. And also Paul Maurice had an opportunity to mix up the lines more. We've seen Anton Lindell on the wing for Ale- uh, next to Alexander Barkov. And we've seen, we could possibly see a situation where Etelu Sturanen goes from the fourth line to the third line center in, in, in a situation. We could see a situation where Ryan Lomberg, who's been great in the preseason, got two, who has two goals and really second chance efforts. At, at, well, the fir- and the first one, a great awareness play of a puck that just went off the boards and Ryan Lomberg was just right place, right time. So possibly an upgrade for Ryan Lomberg to go up at least to the third line. But for the Panthers, it, it looks like that they're going to go into the direction of Mark Stahl being on this team and that they're going to offer him a contract, maybe like 750K. Uh, and look at Cat Friendly. It, it's with all the cuts, it's looking like that with the Panthers being just over 82.5 million, which th- um, 3 million is going to be subtracted due to Anthony Duclair's LTIR status you don't have to you don't have to put that on cat friendly doesn't have to update that until opening night so just do the math ourselves looks like that if uh Mark Stahl is offered a contract that somebody will have to be to have have to be cut from this team and it could be possibly a Colin White for the Panthers struggle with injuries and possibly given a second chance for the Panthers, but it could look like that Colin white could be that last man, that last man out for, for the Panthers. And Colin white also did miss practice on Sunday as well for, for the Panthers, but a little bit of perspective that I got to, I got to hear when listening to the press conference of Paul Maurice on Sunday about different line combos especially when with Anton Lindell on Barkov's wing. Let's see what let's hear what Paul Maurice has to say about about that. Really important because the injuries dictate that you're going to need to move people around in a game and I need to get an understanding of their better left or right uh, who they fit best with when those things happen. So, you know, a lot of it is they talk to the players and Who'd you play? Uh, you know, who, who'd you like playing with last year? Where's your best position if it's not the one you want, left wing or right wing? And then let them run a couple practices with it. And, and 
and they, they'll figure it out pretty quick, right? So we end up flip-flopping wings a lot on these, just, okay, you go to the other side now and we'll get, a, get 10 minutes watching that. So a bunch of reps in different positions with different players, it helps uh, going forward when you have to make those adjustments. Do you find they're, they're pretty forthcoming with that? Do you imagine a lot of the guys are Oh, no, they all are. Well, there, there's, there's two. Yeah. The guys who are established have enough experience to tell you exactly, I cannot play left wing. So just I just can't. And then everybody under that experience bar turns and says, I'll play anywhere. And that's the right answer. Can you play center? No, but I will. <laughs> so that's the, they, they've been good about it. <laughs> I, I love the last part. It's like, okay, you, that might not be the answer that you should get, that you want to give the coach. But the answer that you should give to the coach about needing to play anywhere, even if you shoot one side but are not comfortable playing on the opposite side based on your angles uh, when shooting towards the net and, of course, making your, your passes uh, based on the direction of where your stick is and, of course, someone cutting into the slot if you need to find a passing lane there. So... So for, for Paul Marisa, I love that answer because, you know, it's about we over me for, for, for all the players on this, on this Panthers team. And just, I, I just keep looking down at my notes right here and I'm just seeing some of the names once again on the players who are still at camp and seeing like a Justin sort of, and a Logan Hutzko, uh there for, for, for the Panthers and of course, the two two players sent down in a John Ludwig and a Gregor Denisenko, and of course, two players who we're talking about who missed a good amount of time last season. And not only was I did speak about how Gregor Denisenko was wasn't very noticeable, but of course, taking this time to at least get to more game speed, even though he's participated in really every single drill, he looks healthy. But of course getting getting more of that game speed in in a in a AHL setting before he does eventually come up because Grigory Denisenko will be back for for this team and seeing and Max Don was actually set up pretty well according to Kobe Guy of Florida Hockey now uh on Thursday's game from Matt Kirstead Matt Kirstead is still with the team as well has a great chance to make the to to make the team there's really three defensemen left as far as cuts to get three guys battling for one spot as well. Matt Kirstead, Michael Delzato, and Max Godon. And Max Godon was not practicing on Sunday. It wasn't part of the lines, but it's not shown as far as the cuts. So maybe process of elimination says that it's either going to be up to Matt Kirstead and Mike, Michael Delzato as far as they were the fourth D pairing. And now Paul Maurice is going to go into the direction of one group instead of two. Now gets to see the full picture of how this team works together now that there is one group. And, of course, this is the steps you take in this part of the season for, for the Panthers. And when I see Justin Sordiff and Logan Hutz go there, seeing how they haven't had as much time in the AHL as a Gregor Danisenko, it, it just goes to show that time with the AHL affiliate doesn't doesn't ultimately matter for this coaching staff. And of course, there's a different kind of emotional connection that GM and coach have based on the fact that they didn't draft all of these guys and that they're just recently brought here over the last few seasons. So there, there's a different type of 
there's a different type of feel that these guys have versus the person who previously drafted them uh, in Dale Talon as, as well. So for, for, for that, it, it just goes to show that if, if you, it, 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 what, it doesn't matter where, it doesn't matter how long you've been here, that you are, if you can play and if you can show that, that you can keep up to speed, then you're going to have a chance on this team. Is Justin Sordiff and Logan Hutsko likely going to start the season with the Panthers? I'm still going to say no. But the fact that the, they are making these final rounds of cuts uh, is is uh, very encouraging for, for this team. And I, I, I can't wait to see them on Thursday or Saturday against the Tampa Bay Lightning when the Panthers do face off against them, how they're going to look as far as their speed now that the training camp roster has dwindled down. And we're going to see some veteran rest for for the Panthers as well at, in one of these games. And we're going to see, once again, Alex Lyon uh, uh, get possibly get a start, maybe even see him play a full game for the Panthers. So um, something to look out for, for for the Cats. In the third and final segment, we are going to ask a few questions. We are going to ask... Is Brandon Montour going to be the new quarterback on the power play for the Florida Panthers? And is Spencer Knight ready to become the day one starter for the Cats? We're going to discuss that next here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Third and final segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast on this Monday, October 3rd edition of the show. And let's let's discuss. Uh, with Sam Reinhart being a scratch on Thursday with uh, with a nagging injury, it gave a lot of different opportunities for different players to get some power play time. Of course, I'm expecting Sam Reinhardt to still be a part of this power play. Of course, with him scoring 13 power play goals last season, being that net front presence, of course, the power play is going to have a different look to it this season, especially with bringing in Matthew Kachuk. Matthew Kachuk is more of that net front presence more than Huberto is as far as Huberto being more of that guy who sets up the guy in the slot. Uh, but of course, a lot of the complaints about the power play last year was the how hesitant sometimes the Panthers were to just try to get a puck onto the net and hopefully getting a bounce to, to go in. And of course, a lot of changes were happening just in the last year for this power play unit as Keith Yandel was no longer the quarterback of this power play. The Florida Panthers were just trying to figure out who's going to be that main QB. And, of course, there was a mix of Barkov, he gets hurt. Mix of Ekblad, he gets hurt. Then you go with this five-forward unit, and it's wor- it worked for a lot a lot of the season uh, for for the Panthers. Uh, and But now this is a different look. Claude Drew's not here anymore. Anthony Duclair's um, injured right right now. Jonathan Huberdeau's gone. So a lot of the same a lot of the pieces for the Panthers on that power play from last year are not going to be part of this year for for the Cats. And which requires a little bit of a change. And based on what players do best, it might be an opportunity for uh Brandon Montour to become that quarterback on the power play. That would mean two defensemen on on the unit, but we also can see especially with how the the Panthers have looked at times on the power play, that Ekblad, if you give him a, an opportunity for a one-timer from the left side, that he could be very lethal for, from that part. And, of course, the last two seasons for Ekblad, 
power play as far as if you set them up on the left wing, there have been times where there have been some clutch power play goals from Aaron Ekblad on that side. And of course, Barkov being on the right-hand side uh, shooting there. And of course, Kachuk being a, a net front presence and Reinhardt as well. We could see some something of a like a one through one. Uh, Brandon Montour right at the blue line, Ekblad and Barkov on the wing, and and Kachuk and Reinhardt on right in the slot. One of them could be the guy to clean up the shots. I would say uh, I would say that that uh, Matthew Kachuk would be more of that guy right in the middle, right in the middle to to clean up those shots and. And Sam Reinhart would be the guy to set up some screens right in front. But of course, those guys are those guys are able to to retrieve the puck and work it around more. For and Brandon Montour with his speed, with his speed as well, is um, able to keep the puck puck in in the zone. And and that's what that's hopefully what the Panthers are looking for. That would mean that. The anticipated power play unit for the Panthers to start the season. That I anticipated Sam Bennett being on power play one, but if Brandon Montour is going to move to power play one, of course, Sam Bennett will be moved down. We could see a Rudolph Balsers on power play two, Gus Forsling as well, uh, a lot. And and when Anthony Duclair does eventually come back, we could see him starting on power play two, working his way back to power play one because. Uh, of course, it's it's a little bit of a difference when when of course taking that first step coming off of an injury, something we've spoken about all off season for 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 the for him personally. And one other, I, I want to shift to the goaltending, and it, it of course. Once again, I didn't, I was not able to watch Thursday's game due to the circumstances of Mother Nature. And we've seen we've seen Sergei Bobrovsky before having issues with second chance opportunities for the Panthers, but Spencer Knight looked good in their matchup against Nashville in their doubleheader, along with uh, the the most recent game against the Carolina Hurricanes, for, going forty three of forty seven in the whole game, and then in just one half of the game against Nashville, nineteen of twenty. That dude's earned his contract, and really exciting for for his development on how he's going to eventually be the number one starter for the Florida Panthers and I posed a Twitter poll question on uh, on the lockdown Florida Panthers page on I asked I decided who's going who who in your in your eyes is going to be the day one starter for the the Panthers and within like the first 15 to 20 votes, we were seeing it in big favor of Spencer Knight. Uh, it was like around 75-25 through 15 votes. But as the as the poll, you know, went along, we saw more of Sergey Bobrovsky. And I was thinking, okay, this is start the people are people more people are still seeing what it should be. And I think that it's still Sergey Bobrovsky's net day one for the Panthers. And I, I've said many times that it's more detrimental to this team if Sergei Bobrovsky has a bad season versus Spencer Knight, because of course having a $10 million a year backup is not a position that the Panthers want themselves to be. And if you get better play also increased trade value when July 1st, 2024 does come around when his no move clause becomes a modified, no trade. 
of course they're going to try to conduct the trade in in the upcoming trade deadline even because they were doing that last year apparently according to reports and they're going to try during this offseason upcoming offseason as well to try to get to conduct some type of trade but of course from now until July 1st 2024 any trade Sergey Bobrovsky will have to sign off on as far as his no move clause but still in my opinion you got to give the you got to give the the veteran the time between the pipes and of course there's still time for Spencer Knight even this season if he struggles he can you can still send him to AHL Charlotte without going through waivers and for for him th- this is why you also bring in Alex Lyon just in case and I, I'm not I'm not ready to say that he's going to be the game one starter for the Panthers uh Paul Maurice might have something different to say but hey it's a good sign though either way this is a good problem to have for for the Panthers because if we've seen Sergey Bobrovsky bounce back like we have before even though he's had some of these games where he's had issues with rebound control and maybe maybe we put him under a different microscope of co- of course because of the amount of money Sergey Bobrovsky is making so we might we might see a little that a little differently when he does give up a a goal that's very questionable. So, but at the same time, I I'm going to try to be patient about it myself, and I ask you guys to be um, patient as well for Sergey Bobrovsky as he's trying to just get into uh, form for for the season. But I do still believe that he is going to be the opening night starter. Uh, for the Panthers, and then we go from there. It, the The schedule is actually very favorable for the Panthers, which for the schedule, we are going to discuss more on Wednesday's episode with Jacob Winans, uh, because tomorrow's episode is already pre-recorded. We we sat down with public address announcer Andrew Imber uh, to discuss his preparations for the season. So. Tomorrow's episode is going to be a fun one. And before we sign off here, I want to say congratulations to Florida Panthers defenseman Lucas Carlson on bringing in a new baby to this world. So congratulations to the Carlson family on bringing in a new life to this world. So make sure to tune in to tomorrow's episode. We'll all be bringing in Andrew Imbert, and we're going to discuss the schedule for the Florida Panthers and maybe some more news uh, depending from here on until Tuesday night when I do record with Jacob Winans. So the season's almost here, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm I'm, I'm excited. I hope you guys are too. So in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast and be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Lockdown Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Studio Roden. We'll be covering all the preseason activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listener of the day. And for your second listener of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Lockdown NHL. Lockdown experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL, Monday through Friday. Lockdown NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. Sarmama de Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team 
every day.